The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by ComBank. ComBank's Start Smart program is designed to change the way young people think about finance. To find out more, check out startsmart.com.au. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Larissa Moore. It's Tuesday the 14th of July. In your Squiz today, more troops and more masks for Melbourne. The Christchurch shooter sacks his lawyers. Strong voter turnout in Hong Kong. And what a day for Australian political buffs. This is your Squiz Today. With 177 new cases yesterday, the COVID-19 situation in Melbourne is not yet stabilising. More help is on the way, though, starting with an additional 1,000 Defence Force troops that will be sent down to help contain the outbreak, Claire. They add to the almost 300 troops who are already in Victoria helping with border monitoring and with testing. The role of the new 1,000 troops, though, hasn't been decided, but it's something that Premier Daniel Andrews has welcomed uh, with the cooperation, of course, of Prime Minister Scott Morrison. Canberra will also be sending 5 million more protective masks down from the medical stockpile to be used by frontline workers down in Victoria. The concerns about a Sydney cluster continue. There are 21 confirmed cases there. New restrictions on pubs are set to be announced today. We'll hear what they have to say. The New South Wales Government Cabinet met overnight and they've discussed what putting some restrictions on pubs look like. Uh, it seems that this pub, the Crossroads Hotel at Kasula, uh, has been a bit of a hub. Uh, particularly concerning is that it's on a major transport route. Uh, it's particularly popular apparently with travellers and truck drivers and the concern is during that infection period that people have travelled up to Queensland who may be infected. Continuing in the not-so-good news department, researchers at King's College in London have discovered that people may lose their immunity to COVID-19 in just a matter of weeks or months. Look, it's a small study and scientists have a way to go to work out exactly what COVID-19 is all about and how it behaves. But this study suggests that the level of antibodies in a patient peaks at about three weeks uh, after the virus is detected and then it swiftly declines. And what that means is that there's a concern that people could be reinfected uh, and when a vaccine is developed that it might not protect us for long periods of time. As I say, it's a small study and there's Mm. a long way to go and a lot of work still to be done to work out exactly what COVID-19 does. World Health Organization boss Dr Tedros is again back saying that things will get worse if people don't do the basics. Too many countries are heading in the wrong direction, he says. Global cases have passed the 13 million mark. Over to New Zealand now, and Brenton Tarrant, the man behind the Christchurch mosque shootings in March last year, will now represent himself at his sentencing hearing after he sacked his legal team yesterday. His team says that there's been no conflict or relationship breakdown there, but still they're not disappointed by the decision that that's his right to choose to go it alone if that's what he wants to do. He has pleaded guilty to 51 counts of murder, 40 counts of attempted murder and one count of terrorism for... Uh, what he did in that mass shooting in Christchurch. That hearing is due to start on the 24th of August. 
over to the United States and the US government was set to carry out its first federal death penalty execution in 17 years this morning. It's now been delayed by a court injunction just hours before it was due to go ahead. There's been a number of challenges on that execution. As you say, it's the first in a, in a very long time, so it's had quite a bit of attention on it. Uh, one of the appeals that was uh, lost yesterday was by the family of the victims. Daniel Lee is the man who is on death row. He has been found guilty of killing a family of three, including an eight-year-old girl, and he was facing lethal injection this morning in Indiana. A court has found that there's still unresolved legal challenges uh, and they need to be heard before the execution goes ahead. The pursuit of Lee's execution and those of three other convicted child killers is part of the Trump administration's promise to resume federal executions after that nearly two-decade hiatus. In Hong Kong, nearly 600,000 people turned out to vote in pro-democracy primaries, despite being warned that even voting like that could be in breach of this new national security law. There's a Legislative Council election to be held in September, and what happened on the weekend was that this selection of candidates for the pro-democracy side was held. Organisers were hoping to get about 170,000 people to vote in that, but more than 600,000 did. They say that they're very encouraged that there is a protest movement still there against not just uh, who could be in that legislative council uh, and making sure that Beijing doesn't have a hold on it, but also, of course, because of the new security law. One of the candidates hopes that that high voter turnout will show that Hong Kongers don't give up. Now, this is a story for history and politics buffs. Way back in 1975, Prime Minister Gough Whitlam was dismissed by the Governor-General, who is, of course, the Queen's representative here in Australia. And for the first time, letters between Buckingham Palace and that Governor-General, Sir John Kerr, will be published. It's quite monumental, Claire. Incredibly, this year is the 45th anniversary of the dismissal of the Whitlam government and it's long been questioned what the role of Buckingham Palace was in that dismissal, if any at all. The palace has long maintained that it had nothing to do with it. But uh, Jenny Hocking, who is a Monash University professor who's been fighting for access to the correspondence between the palace and the Governor-General, says that that claim could be shown to be problematic. We'll know a bit more today. She's had an uphill battle. The Palace, Government House, Federal Government and the National Archives of Australia all objected to the release of this correspondence. If you're wanting to cram your history a little before the publication today, there's a podcast called The 11th from the ABC that goes through it. I'll pop a link to that in your episode notes. It's been a big news day, so if you're needing some light relief, there is a link in the Squiz Today email about some penguins on a field trip to a museum, or you can get behind local Aussie footy legend Curto from the McLaren Football Club. Claire, this one's a classic country footy story. Curto, you can just imagine. What he, a legend. <laughs> he's in his mid-30s. He's played his 300th game for the McLaren Football Club. Uh, he doesn't have a particularly stellar record, although he put a cracking game in for his 300th and his wife got into the action as well um, commemorating that momentous event Uh, when you look at him and read the story about his history with the club it is classic country Australia and classic country football it's quite a laugh. His wife made a banner that said congrats Curdo 300 games 30 reports three flags zero pre-seasons. 
What's the song lyric you've got for us today that relates to something in the news? I've gone for Adele's Water Under the Bridge, the lyric being, if you're going to let me down, let me down gently. Of course, there is a lot of water under the bridge when it comes to Australia's relationship uh, with the Whitlam dismissal, but it'll all come bubbling back to the fore today. Yep, they'll be publicly available today. So if you like Claire... You can uh, get your, what is it, politics or history? Oh, That's the nerd part. Both. I'm both. just so excited <laughs> on so many levels. It's a big day. <laughs> That's all from us today. A quick reminder for parents and teachers that the Squiz Kids podcast is back after a week's break. It's kid-friendly news delivered with positivity and humour. It's out each day at 7am. I'll pop a link to the website in your episode notes as well if you want to check it out. Have a good Tuesday and we will be back with you tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. We talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online kind of like a cyber bodyguard. It protects your personal and sensitive data while you're online to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. That way, you don't have to worry about keeping your identity and private data safe every time you log on. And even if you make a mistake and click on a dodgy link or open a suspicious email, NordVPN's threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer. To find out more and get a great discount, visit NordVPN vpn.com forward slash squiz today.